Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. This is episode 179. And today we got a double feature for you. Thanks to Jacob. Because Yo. he ghosted me <laughs> on Thursday. I totally did. I'm like, wow, Kyle hasn't texted me all day. I should check. Maybe he wants to do a really late episode. <laughs> oh, I've been on oh, silent yeah. all day. <laughs> Texted me three times, actually. <laughs> I watched that movie yeah. early in the morning, too. I was ready to go. Well, we will get into that later, but I wish I had also. Uh, now, today we are talking about Wonka as well as Maestro. So, because we pushed the recording, had time to get two movies in. Still not a lot of free time out there, so it's probably just going to be those for me. I don't know if Jacob has anything else to talk about, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, could be another short episode, but at least we have two feature reviews for you guys. So stay tuned for that. And Jacob, thanks for showing up this time. I'm here. Surprise, motherfuckers. I'm back. <laughs> so what's new? Anything for you? Uh, not too much. I am pretty excited. It's like months and months away right now, but. I got. I found out that Joe Hisashi is going to be performing or conducting in New York, so I'm going to go see that in July. Wow, huge! <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty hyped for it. Okay, well, we uh, we are recording Christmas Eve Eve, so uh, this this will be our our Christmas episode, technically, you know. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> we didn't watch any Christmas Nothing ones special for this. Right? We no. did watch Christmas ones for the last episode. Or for the premium uh, episode, I guess. For the premium, which uh, I am going to try to finish uh, editing that tonight and get it up and uh, get a post out there. So that way, you know, before Christmas, maybe as a Christmas gift, perfect stocking stuffer. There you go. <laughs> yes, that's a cinema Christmas premium. So that'll be huge. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing new here for me. So I guess we can just get right into things. Where now? We definitely have our, we have a, a featured beer here, obviously, and this one kind of got pushed to the back of, of the beer fridge. So <laughs> realized this was from the last shipment from Craft Beer Kings, and we figured uh, we probably should drink this before it gets any older. Not that it's old, but, you know, probably best to drink fresh, right? I think so. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know why I'm asking you. You like old and expired beer, so you were probably hoping like that they we were forgot intended about this. to be drink. Yeah, you were hoping we would forget. You're like, yes, uh, I really want to drink this double IPA in like two years from now. Yep. When it's nice and stale and flat. Dang, this one has a high ring rating too. Yeah, so this is called Captain Kush from Altamont Beer Works. A collab. And, uh, yes, and it is a double IPA. Uh, I probably should pull it up here on Untapped. Um, but yeah, coming in at 8.5% ABV. Um... In collaboration with Moonraker Brewing Company. So Altamont is out of Livermore, California. 
No idea where that's at. And Moonraker is out of Auburn, California. No idea where that's at. <laughs> well, Moonraker does have a 4.11 average. Wow. And yeah, and this they, beer has a yeah. 401 average with oh. 3K ratings. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, let's see. The details read, with enough people asking for an Altamont and Moonraker collaboration, wanting it to be hazy and hoppy, we both decided it should happen. The solution, a West Coast clear, juicy IPA, double IPA. Double. <laughs> the 100% Wireman Cologne Malt attributes to the golden color and solid malt foundation. The hops had to be the best, danky and tropical, a blend of mosaic, galaxy, and well, no, EXP, I know how this is going to taste. Experimental zero, experiment 07270. The end result, Cat and Kush. An 8.5% double IPA, juicy, hoppy, and awesomely danky beer. Straight Kush. And does not contain THC or CBD. Yes. Got, they, they need people to know that. <laughs> so I am going to be honest. I'm not too hyped for this. Couple couple red flags for me. Well, one the West Coastness of it. Not a huge fan. And I don't really like danky beers. See, I like danky beers, but I feel like that's not gonna be what we're getting here. Well, only one way to find out. But they those said are to drink it fresh, but I don't see the date printed on the can, so I don't know how fresh it is. True. Well, if it was shipped in the last one, then that means it's at most what I got. Well, I got it shipped here, so it's probably three, four months, maybe. I mean, who knows how long it sits in the warehouse at uh, CBK, but it's under. I mean, it's within the time frame for yeah. IPA, it can't be that sure. old. All right. Oh yeah, it says for freshness. Check. Just checked it in as of the twenty first. So for freshness, check canned on check canned on date. Is that, is that grammatically yeah, the date? Correct? It was canned on. Check canned on date. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. It's just a weird way to phrase it. <laughs> it Very is weird. weird. Okay. But I don't see that date, so I don't know. Um, well, I don't either. All right. Not worried about it. Let's crack into it. Actually smells delightful. Smells juicy. Yes, it smells very juicy. Wait for the head to go down. It's pretty clear for a juicy IPA. I guess it's not hazy, but that's that West Coast transparent. All right, cheers. Yum! Wow, that is like candy almost. Pretty good. (laughs) It is amazing how clear it is for how juicy it is. Like, yeah, I was yeah. not expecting that. Hmm. Yeah, it's very fruity. Very fruity. It's actually it not tastes- the taste I expected. Because <laughs> it's like galaxy. Like I expect IPAs. like a certain thing. Well, it does taste like a like a straight up hazy IPA. That's like, you know, the ones that are more opaque and dense. Yeah, and it, t- it has that flavor, but. And like a little a bit of the maltiness, like a double IPA. Yeah, this is good. It's, yeah. it is. I get where the West Coast is because it's not super like sweet. It's a little bit 
It does uh, have that cut to it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I don't really get a lot. Like, usually when I think of Dankness, I always think of like Redankulous or there's one I had the. What was there it? was a the great Handinator. notion one that we had when we were our first trip to Seattle that was very danky. Yeah, like literally smells like weed. Yeah. <laughs> this does not yeah. at all. <laughs> no, I don't get the dankness to it. And I mean, that's probably why I like it, but. It's really good though. I do think it's really good actually. Super fruity. Like I guess the stone fruitiness that you always get with these mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, I am pleasantly surprised with Captain Kush. Yum. Mm. Yeah, the eight point five probably helps it too. It's it's um quite strong and flavorful. Yeah, super well balanced. I have had a, a lot here. of good beer today. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had uh Nightmare Fuel from Ogma. That was a banger. And then uh, I've had into the moat meal before, but uh, I got to try the nitro variant, and that was also delicious. And now yeah. this. I miss Agma. I'm drinking out of an Agma glass. That was a gift uh-huh. from Carissa and Joshua. Oh, yeah. Nice. But not Shout Agma out. beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're doing a lot of canning now, so anytime you want anything, just hit me Yeah, up. I know. I know. I need to go to the store and now and send you guys your packaging yeah true true for the uh, upcoming premium Mm -hmm. you've got three weeks should be easy yeah all right anything else on captain kush no i mean are we supposed to rate it now yes we should i'm gonna give it a four two five actually (laughs) that's what i was gonna say i'm a four (laughs) two five as well delish all right so let's move on to our first featured review which after i check this in is wonka (laughs) wonka is written by simon farnaby paul king and based on the characters created by roald dahl directed by paul king stars timothy chalamet um wow this order is messed up olivia coleman uh, Patterson Joseph, Calla Lane, and a few others. Uh, Kiki Michael Key. Plot synopsis reads With dreams of opening a shop in a city renowned for its chocolate, a young and poor Willy Wonka discovers that the industry is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers. What did you think of Wonka? So I'm going to say I didn't love this one. <laughs> and I was actually had pretty good expectations for it because I did like Paddington. Mm-hmm. But like, again, though I knew those movies weren't made for me and this was clearly not made for me, <laughs> but I still, you know, like there, I could appreciate them for being as well made as they were. This one, I don't know what the difference was <laughs> between them, but it was just a lot. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's the right word, but like cringy, I guess. And that <laughs> I, I don't know what exactly. That, yeah. Maybe it's just the cheesiness of it, which, you know, is fine. Cause again, I think this is a kid's movie. So, but it just felt more overt this time than Paddington. And well, I, what I did like about it, I do like the kind of the world built, even if though the rules of it make no sense whatsoever, that's fine, whatever. It didn't make that much sense in the original movie either or the book. Yeah. 
I don't know. It was like pretty long. Didn't have enough like laughs for me. And yeah, it just felt like it was playing for a lot more than what I got out of it. I didn't like hate it by any means. And I thought like Timothy Chalamet definitely put in a strong, like a good performance for what it was, but it just, I don't know. Wasn't, wasn't for me at all. Um, well, Wonka is a movie, (laughs) um, about a young Willy Wonka and he goes to a city that is renowned for chocolate and he has this dream of opening a shop um but soon discovers that the town is run by a cartel of greedy chocolatiers yeah <laughs> no okay so time to come clean it's it's, it's spoiler alert i will not be rating wonka <laughs> i <laughs> i went to see this at it was a nine o'clock showing so sounds <laughs> early enough for most people yeah i was uh out cold probably <laughs> before halfway through this movie and i woke up to the credits so nice <laughs> i i do blame myself for most of that been working a lot waking up very early working long hours uh but i will put a little bit of blame on wonka because for that first half i'm totally with you i don't think there's much to latch on to not really made for me uh now i will say i did I did go home. Well, maybe I shouldn't say this on air. Hmm. I went back to the theater and I bought another ticket and I watched the second half. <laughs> oh, but I still will not be rating it. I don't think it's fair. Um, but yeah, so, okay. Here's my main problem with the movie is you, you put it in the universe of Willy Wonka. And I think there's some expectation that this is going to be a prequel and like what led him to become who he is but it obviously cannot be (laughs) it can't be that but it also doesn't try to be that like it does nothing to inform the character of Willy Wonka like he is Willy Wonka the same guy who is in I mean maybe not the same because there's obviously some there's a bit of like trouble or I don't want to say tortured but you know he has his problems in like the original or whatever yeah. This but this doesn't really do anything to like inform the character of Willy Wonka or like how he like the chocolate factory is like the most interesting thing in that and this is his dream of like opening a like a literally a storefront and then it just gets into like a capitalism you know metaphor mm-hmm. the whole time and that's fine it's I'm not saying that that's a bad movie but putting it in the universe of Willy Wonka there's are certain expectations that I feel like most people are going to expect and it doesn't really do any of those or like do anything interesting with that and with him as a character yeah I agree I mean I don't know it was just kind of a hard universe to like wrap my head around to with like what is magic? What's not magic? What is like the motivations of people? What aren't like, I don't, it's just even like, I guess like spoiler ish, but like what they try to do to him at one point 
doesn't really make sense even from like a capitalism perspective because of the way they are like why wouldn't they with how they worked with everyone else it was just like throwing money whatever at it like why wouldn't they like i don't know <laughs> add him to the team or something like yeah even like that yeah. didn't make sense it's like oh, but f- instead you have to be promised that you'll work for us for free or do something like something i don't know just like even that was kind of weird it is funny it's that just, they are all competing businessmen and you know they work together i guess like sure there's some history and some lore about like how they i guess why they are a cartel quote-unquote cartel or whatever but yeah it's just funny that they're competitors but they're teaming up to against the new guy i don't know yeah i guess i kind of took it like gas where they're just like we're gonna charge this price for everything and then everybody's yeah. just on the same page i don't know if it was specifically in reference to like oil companies maybe i guess maybe it could be but yeah, yeah. i don't know it's like i know that may be in there for like the older people to watch and see that but like that is so obvious early on and like that it's not that deep to where it's like i can watch it as an adult and get more out of it it's just like <laughs> it's yeah and it doesn't it's just it doesn't like really a straight kids that. movie <laughs> It doesn't really take that idea to any interesting places and not that it is going to being a yeah a pg kids movie it's like the metaphor is there and that's enough but when yeah when we're watching it it's not enough and like with what you said a lot of the cringy dialogue and humor some and some things definitely worked i'm not saying like all yeah of it was bad. i agree there's moments that work but yeah there's a lot that doesn't it was very musical heavy. I didn't know that this was like a straight. I had musical. no I idea. And I like there know, was like, some singing like in the original, but not that much. Mm-hmm. And like night, I don't think maybe I thought I've seen some trailers and stuff, but maybe not at all because I had no idea there was like going to be even like, I don't know if I re- knew there was going to be like any singing <laughs> and, and there was so much. I mean, I knew that like, the set piece when he first gets there and he's kind of daydreaming and like, I've seen that. I don't even think I've seen, maybe I haven't even seen any. And, yeah. I mean, I knew I figured there would be some music, like you said, in the first movie, there's some music, but for it's not a musical by any means. There's no singing and you know, this is like very much a musical. And, and I think the music I, isn't very good <laughs> like yeah I don't I'm think even, the words I mean, and stuff no, are very good <laughs> yeah there's nothing that gets like stuck in your head and i think except that's, for like, things that were like from musical. the original you know right yeah you have the oompa loompa song <laughs> which is like yeah super catchy and probably one of the funniest parts of the entire movie was like hugh grant just being an oompa loompa but yeah <laughs> like his first part but then and then the pure imagination or whatever the name was song like mm-hmm. those are the best two songs and i'm like those weren't those both from the original so yes exactly they were and all the rest are completely forgettable yeah yeah and just like you have that main overarching storyline but or in like metaphor but his motivation and a lot of the things he does is to get out from under the thumb of i guess 
literally someone that would hold you prisoner or like what are the rules with just being able to add any charge at any time and i get like the police they in this world this fantasy world or whatever like you could get fined for daydreaming i think that's they try to make it clear in the beginning that you can't think about it too realistically or logically because yeah. it doesn't make well, sense i mean even the fact it's like how are you like why even make it that he can't read <laughs> Like yeah, that just seems so dumb. You could have just said he's just super innocent and trusting. Like you could have just made that the thing. Like he's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. And like that would have been enough. But then he's like, oh, I can't read. And then she like taught him to read and stuff. And it's just like, okay, no. <laughs> like that's just like how well, did he learn to read, but letter by letter now knows how to read Dorothy? Like <laughs> or something. Yeah, it comes back in the end somehow i forget and like he's like oh yeah you taught me to read uh yeah he could read the her mom's name or whatever yes yeah exactly and i'm just like but names don't even they're not even a word so like that's even further like i'm trying overthinking it obviously but it's just it's like you could have just avoided that by not even making that thing just make him say because he even says like a line where he's just a guy across by the kindness of strangers he could you could have said that without the not being able to read part <laughs> yeah and that just like tangent reminded me of the end like when i was so confused on the the relationship of the girl to like the chocolatier guy like was that are we supposed to think that was her father or like he took her in and then abandon her that like, yeah no so his, was so confusing her father <laughs> was his brother and oh okay his brother died and his wife asked him to take care of her he said yes i think and then and gave her and the money or something and then okay. abandoned the baby well i missed the whole brother connection so that was <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it was I'm like, wait, he yeah, like, his is her dad, but then he like hates her because she like, had the ring that was and she thought was an N, but it was actually a Z for like yeah. Zebediah or Zebedee, and his brother's <laughs> name was Zebedee or something. Zippity dippity, <laughs> whatever it was. I don't know why they couldn't just said Zach or something, but sure, <laughs> not crazy enough of a name. Uh, yeah, that just reminded me of that it was like the end. Uh, yeah just convoluted and the motivations were weird and yeah then paying off everyone for scrub it i don't know just lots of weird things and i mean inconveniences because he like apparently everyone thought he poisoned them but in the end they just completely accept that the chocolate he gives them is safe it's like they yeah, never showed when yeah he proved that those people were lying but he never proved that they poisoned the chocolate and that he like didn't just poison people on accident but i'm just like yeah then the plans that they make also don't make any sense like when they they're so scared to leave scrub and like sneak out or whatever but they run this shop like all day long and then who is the one that turned the the shitty shop into the place it is when he does quote unquote poison them in that one scene that we have and like immediately overnight Who takes the time to do that yeah i mean <laughs> overnight sure but 
Like, well, I never understood for hours and hours. He never had like enough money, but like he always had enough materials for chocolate. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> yeah. that's expensive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, these are for the like... tears of a sad Russian clown. It's like, and you can replace that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how did you get more of that? That's not sustainable. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know we're like picking apart the logic in it, and that's probably not. Yeah, I was trying not to, but like, movie is supposed to do, but it's like, <laughs> yeah, you just so you can make a kids movie and... that like like older people can like. It can be simple, but when you add all this complexity, like kids aren't going to understand this. But well, like you said, know. the first one is is that movie. I mean, it's yes, magical exactly. and fantastical to some sense, but like you suspend your disbelief because it's so good. And I just had a hard time doing that in this movie. I had a hard yeah. time staying awake in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I don't, again, I didn't hate it, but I just like, I'll never watch it again. I know it wasn't for me. It's definitely, I, I do like the world, like the magical world it built. It felt almost like a Harry Potter-esque type of like magical realized world type thing. But it's just like, it was just, dressing for nothing like emptiness in the middle yeah yeah i mean ultimately i if we're gonna do like a willy wonka prequel you know i'm more interested in seeing i guess like him starting the factory and maybe why he becomes so distrusting to people and like right inside because like if this is how he was like i want to see the sequel to this where it's like why did he turn from this guy into the guy we know from the new the old movie yeah exactly and this like it skips over the whole like why is he so amazing at making candy like we don't even know that about him in this movie like he's already it's it's like he just uses ingredients that are hard to get that he steals from like at the native lands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like uh, all of the things, I don't know, that are, that you, you know, you expect to see in a prequel or that is interesting about the character is not really in this movie. It's, it's going for something else. And again, maybe that's, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it, it is, it, yeah, it's just tough to get behind and tough to invest in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't have a ton to say because I fell asleep and because I had to watch it in two sittings. So if you have anything else, air your grievances now. No, I mean, like, I don't want to, like, just tear down this movie, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I'll try like, to think. OK, let's try to think of some good things and to end on a positive note. Um, I also liked Timothy Chalamet's performance. I really felt like he was going for it, even yeah, though it that's is the thing. Like, of- he went all out Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like but he and he wasn't given a lot like the writing was cheesy like the music was cheesy but like i don't feel out i there i don't see how you could have done better with this yeah i mean he is he is there's always going to be the comparison to gene wilder unfortunately and that is the willy wonka Mm -hmm. but i think it's it's like as good of an imitation as it could have been, even though it is still an imitation. Um, you know, good job. Mm-hmm. I wasn't rolling my eyes at his 
uh, you know, mannerisms and his weirdness. It, it no, surprisingly, fit. like it could have been like super awkward, but he like, yes, because especially for him, because he's never done like something like this. And... I mean, it's been years since I've seen the Johnny Depp version, but yeah, I kind of think back of that and like he he's being more more of a he puts more Deppisms into it, like the weirdness of Johnny Depp, but it doesn't remind me of you know, the Willy Wonka that I think of, which will always be the Gene Wilder Willy Wonka. So yeah, yeah this was more in line with that, which I liked. Yeah. Like um, I thought he did as well as you could have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, I did like his, some of the costumes and sets, you know, like that, the shop that he, that he ends up opening for even for a day yeah. is reminiscent of something that, he would do like you know in line with um a lot of the design from the original factory and things like that um but yeah i guess in terms of like the look and stuff a lot of it is outside of like the dream and like big sets and songs it's kind of drab and i guess that's it is kind of weird yeah it's like a color that's darker instead of like being saturated like you would expect it to be Mm mm-hmm yeah colder i guess and so warm yeah i'm a little mixed on the on the look overall but mm. yeah that's about it i mean completely completely average i think i, I don't know if i would ever watch it again but yeah maybe if they make to. more in this universe <laughs> i would return to i it. would t- totally watch a sequel of this because it, i think it would be more interesting <laughs> just to see his descent well, yeah, if they do that, though, like, who knows? Maybe the sequel yeah, will just be, Yeah, make it a PG-13, like, no. <laughs> maybe the sequel will just be another story, another metaphor on, I don't know, whatever yeah. like, economic policy they want to face. <laughs> At that time. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just bring um, back Chalamet older and show his descent as he's, like, eating that alcoholic chocolate for fun just to drown out his <laughs> sadness. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, what are you going to give Wonk out of five stars? Uh, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Well, I have abstained from rating, but if I was <laughs> to rate it, I would say I'm between a 2.5 and a three around that range. But yeah, um, that's where I'm at too. If I, it, it maybe could have gone up, but like, I'm not going to watch this again. If I'm honest. So yeah, totally fair. All right. Well, how about we move on to our next featured review, which dun, dun, dun. is Maestro. Uh, Maestro was written and directed by Bradley Cooper. Also written by Josh Singer. Uh, it stars Carrie Mulligan, Bradley Cooper, Matt Bomer, and Maya Hawk. Plot synopsis reads, This love story chronicles the lifelong relationship of conductor-composer Leonard Bernstein and actress Felicia Montalegre Cone Bernstein. What did you think of Maestro? I think Maestro is a beautifully well-set movie that does a bunch of like super interesting shots with a very typical storyline and that was also not like i don't feel like i learned or 
more or felt much for the main character. <laughs> like, mm. I know it's supposed to, like, make me feel more about him, but I don't, like, feel that much. Honestly, this is, what, Bradley Cooper's second movie? I think <laughs> so, I, yeah. I feel like A Star is Born. This is almost like a similar <laughs> movie, but A Star is Born... I don't think technically it was as great, but also like, but the story of the downfall or more about which that was a fictional character was like more interesting than this real character. Like I liked the intro. I liked the end, but like the middle is pretty boring and slow and <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like that was supposed to be the most important part of it, but it was like, kind of just bland i don't then nothing surprised me i don't know like it's just i know this is the story of a real person it actually happened but like did it need to be told i need to learn more about this i'm not really sold on that but it looked like pretty amazing honestly nailed it performances were good too Yeah, I am right there with you. I, I might even be a little harsher because I think this movie is completely empty and, well, not completely. There's There are some standout scenes, but, I mean, yeah, what do we learn about Leonard Bernstein that he's by? Well, yeah, it's like, cool. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, another artist that, you know, lived two lives. That's movie's been done a million. It wasn't times. even like two lives though. It was almost like it was like exactly. less dramatic in a way that made it even more. But I'm not saying like it has to be super dramatic, but like the dramatic part was so short and like unimportant. And then like the resolution at the end of it was just like okay, like was there yeah, ever a but, problem then? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I mean, are we supposed to say he was always in the right then, and he was never wrong and like not bad ever? I don't know. I find it hard to believe that it his whole life, this is the most interesting things that we're going to show in it, you know? Right. <laughs> and again, it, it goes, it doesn't do anything to inform us of like who he really is. Like we, we see that side of him from the very beginning and yeah, it kind of just continues on that straight line, straight trajectory of that for the whole movie. She sees him like flirting or whatever, or like kiss another guy. She gets mad and then, they smooth it out and then on to the next one and on to the next one. And then, Oh, okay. She has cancer, trauma, trauma, trauma. Okay. I lost her, whatever. Like what makes him such a great composer? Why, like, why is he so good? Uh, like we see him conducting and like probably the best scene in the movie and, you know, he yeah. pours his heart into it, but like, why? Right. And like, there's that scene where, she she bl- she accuses him of using these other things to like avoid his work or whatever like what i want to know more about his you know view on the art and like making art because like why if he's so great and he loves music so much he always talks about music he's like i would be die i'd be dead without music or whatever then why isn't he doing why isn't he creating more like what are his motivations for not making more or you know his inspiration for writing this music when he does do it i don't know any of that (laughs) like yeah like you literally we don't get deep into him his character other than the fact that he's like 
bye. It's like, <laughs> but it doesn't even go that deep into that. Like if that really affects him that much, it's just like, <laughs> okay, he likes guys. He likes girls. They seem to have a like agreement on that. Like it's not mm-hmm. like, it doesn't seem like he actually hit it. Like she knows and he thinks she's okay with it, but she secretly is not okay with it. Eventually she realized she's not okay with it, leaves him. Right. And that's the big mm-hmm. drama point. But then she realizes, you know what? Like I did agree to that. Maybe I was wrong the whole time and then goes <laughs> back to him. And like, she yeah. realizes that she just, you know, that's fine. Like she was the problem. I'm just like, okay. like, what am I supposed to gain from him? <laughs> like, he's like doing Coke and stuff in the one scene, but like, we never like get like any darker, deeper, like thing that he's going to through or anything. It's just, yeah, that, and that too, being like the scene that shows like he's, you know, he's without his wife. He can live how he actually wants to live. And it's just like this really heavy handed scene of, oh, he's doing coke. He's holding it up. And the other guy's snoring. He's with his, he's with his boyfriend now out in the open. Like there's some pretty corny, hammy stuff in here. I don't think Bradley Cooper has the most uh, subtle touch when it comes to those things. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, Stars Born is pretty similar. Um I've only seen that movie once, but yeah. I think it was more interesting to me, at least. I honestly, I only saw it back when it first came out, too. But yeah, I mean, from ratings alone, I would say I enjoyed A Star is Born more. I I think that movie is generally overrated from most people, but I did end up positive on it. Um, Yeah, and it was, like you said, at least more interesting, like the plot there was some forward momentum to it. This just felt so aimless at points. I was really like struggling to just stay focused because it is like you said, it's just boring. And I don't think that the, it's definitely not worthy of its runtime. I can tell you that. Hell no. Two hours, 11 minutes, half an hour in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) But it never says anything anyway. So it's like, I guess like it all was just, I really wanted a payoff in the end, but then it like ended. I'm like, okay, like I, I'm like, maybe I'll Wikipedia this guy to see what he actually did or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's tough to say like, is, I don't know, but I, I get that it's supposed to be like this love story or whatever, but I never really felt much from them and like their, I don't know, their connection. Like when they get yeah, back I together, guess it didn't feel when very these strong, things happen, yeah. she gets sick. Uh, yeah. It would just like feel empty towards all of those, these moments that are supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, she's sick. I don't know. There was one scene in particular I was a little confused, but I actually like went back to like, did I miss something? she said your breath smells like tuna fish and cigarettes or something. I'm like, is that like a euphemism for him? Like eating out somewhere or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now he's with her while she has cancer, but like, it never really like does anything after that to like suggest that is what happened. I'm like, or did his breath just stink? And that was supposed to be like a little funny moment. <laughs> I don't know. Like I had so little knowledge of like their actual chemistry, I guess that I didn't, even interpret that scene correctly yeah yeah i it, it, it yeah it's their 
like connection and stuff. It doesn't seem to be built on too much. And because he is like always pursuing other, you know, men, it's, it's like, it's hard to root for them and like see the love for them because I don't know, most people, not that everybody has to be, but most people are monogamous, especially in, uh, at that time. And yeah, like people lied about that kind of stuff all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But you know, him pursuing these other people like all the time and him showing what seems like less and less interest in her. It's just hard to, hard to get behind that and buy that relationship. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there is some interesting shots. Uh, what did you think about going from black and white to color? Uh, that's like, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a Eureka thing. <laughs> it wasn't like super yeah. interesting. Sorry, I thought it looked better uh, in black and white, to it. <laughs> but like it's, it's been done. So that wasn't that interesting. The problem but is I just, the, the thing, the purpose to me, I like tried to think about, it. I was like, does this serve any other purpose besides showing a time jump? No. I thought it was just the time jump. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what is so like cringe about it. Cause like, Oh, it's black and white now. And then it jumps to, you know, however many years later and then it's color. And then, they still move forward a lot in time. Like, I don't know. It's like, what did they go to 4K in the end? <laughs> like, right? Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome if it was shot in like, if it was shot in like film, and then it was shot in yeah, like better quality. As so what does it along. start in? Well, he was born in like 1918 or something like that. So he would have been. He was 25. Nosferatu. Type. Was like 19, <laughs> like 40 something when he, when he first gets that call and conducts the orchestra or whatever. Um, but yeah, if they, if he was like the, the look matched what was available at the time. <laughs> that would have been pretty cool. Actually. <laughs> Has anyone done that yet? I don't, I don't think know, anyone's yeah. done that yet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Something that it, did, it wasn't like, that cool. <laughs> something that spans like from the fifties to like, 2000s or or even current time and it matches what was the best technology available at the time yeah that could be pretty cool even if you and you don't like discuss it it just happens organically this was like so abrupt and obvious yeah exactly yeah but like yeah i just think a lot of the framing and everything looked pretty great at parts there was like like some things that are obvious but i still thought they looked cool like one scene where he was conducting and his shadow was on the like curtains and she was standing in it. I was like, Oh, it's like obviously saying she's in his shadow, but like Mm -hmm. it looked awesome still. And like, it was an interesting shot. And I do know I did. I'm like, I like quite a few scenes. I looked and this is a guy who did like black swan and shit. So I'm like, okay. Oh, Aronofsky's boy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I'm like, no wonder I thought it looked so good, but yeah, there's the shot too of or the scene of um, you know, them getting into that argument and the camera's like really far away and they're kind of like I think they're by the pool or a garden or whatever. But the point is that you're the camera's far away and it's it's like a conversation that you know, like when your parents fight and they're like yeah. they go into their room or whatever and it's like but you can still hear them. It's like not something that you're supposed to be listening to, but you can hear everything still. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that that was framed was really good. Um, they do. I thought the cathedral too looked awesome. Yep, yep. Um, (laughs) so good. There's an interesting shot where he they he leads her from 
I don't know, one room to another, but it's an overhead shot. And like when they go through the doors, they're in, you know, another location, you know? Yes. Yeah. Been done that before, was but it was like a nice transition. Looked right? good. Yeah. Yeah. To the stage. Right. They were. Yeah. Man up the, the aisle. And the, even that, I mean, a lot of the black and white scenes looked really good. That could be a bias. Cause I like black and white, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You are definitely biased about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, not poorly directed, but I do think the writing could use a lot of work because which he did write this too. Didn't he did, he? yeah, and yeah. he starred in it and directed it. I mean, he it's probably was, yeah, right, pretty split on you know his his workload on a lot of that stuff, and I don't know, maybe focusing on one thing could have been better. So yeah. I agree. It, the that literally like so technically other than writing, it was like it could have been like great. It's just it wasn't <laughs> at no. all. No. It is one of those movies that's like hard to like besides the writing and like plot and again, the aimlessness of it. Some people might not mind that. It could be more of a subjective thing, but yeah, I could see people like, I mean, it is kind of Oscar Beatty, but loving this and sure there's critiques. So like there's not like a lot of bad elements to it. Mm-hmm. It's just so like boring, aimless, like all the things that we said, not a lot of character just there. Didn't nail what it was meant to like, I think it was aiming for it didn't nail. I didn't learn anything about the literal person that this entire movie was about. So it's right. Like... Yeah, I feel like it was supposed to be a character <laughs> study of him and like the things that drove him and drove his music and art. And like, I feel like we didn't get any of that. I mean, compared I mean, to, even if we talk about like black Swan, <laughs> right. Like, tar. That's so much better. Yeah. Tar. <laughs> like those are better examples of like, yeah. Tar is like a very recent, very relevant example of how right, yeah. to do this better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and obviously that's dramatized. You can write things that aren't, you know, this is going off of his, his life, but I still find it hard to believe that a man with as much credits as he has and just what we know from this movie, the life that he led, that there wasn't something more to dig into with that. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't have too much else to say on my show. How about you? I uh, know. Okay. Well, what are you going to give Maestro out of five stars? I kind of like between two, but I kind of want to be hard on it at the same time because it should have been so much more. So I guess I'll, I'm going to be hard on it. I'm, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Oh, you were between that and a three. I thought yeah. you were going to go three for sure. Um, because yeah, like like you said, you didn't didn't hate it. It's hard to find like a lot. I of feel similar to the last movie yeah. we just talked about. You know, it's like yeah. yeah, some scenes look good. You know, it like did this, but and technically, like a lot of things are well done, but it's just like there's nothing there. No, I'm right there with you because uh, like going into it, <laughs> going into Wonka on Thursday, I was like, holy shit, this could be the shortest episode. This would be the shortest episode <laughs> ever if we only reviewed Wonka. I would have nothing to say. I fell asleep during the movie. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> and then we watched this and I'm like, God damn it. I also don't have that much to say. Like, I don't find it that interesting, but 
I don't know. I feel like I literally had to take because I had my phone and like during the first like maybe ten minutes of it, I'm like constantly looking at my phone already. I'm like, okay, so I put it in another room just to pay attention to this for the rest of the time, <laughs> yeah. and it yes. didn't reward that at all. Um, well, I am also a two point five. If that was not clear. Um. All right. Well, that wraps up our feature reviews, and we don't have any nano reviews, right, Jacob? No. Okay. Well, next week, I think we are finally going to get to Poor Things. Hell yeah. Which we are very excited for, and that will hopefully generate some better discussion. Um, yeah, I yeah, hope so. <laughs> there's some other releases that uh, that I want to see. I just haven't had time to watch them. Like, There's movies on VOD. I do kind of want to watch Rebel Moon, <laughs> even though I've heard it's terrible. It is Zack Snyder, though, my boy. Yeah. Well, um, if you watch be... it, maybe I... it's on Netflix, right? <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, poor things for the future of you, but hopefully I'll finally get back to some, uh, nano reviews for next week and start catching up on these things. So, yeah, I mean, I, like, I have so many days off still because like I've been switching days cause he needs days off later. So he just keeps, Hey, you want, I'll work this day. I'll work this day. I'll work this day. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I still, I mean, obviously movie theater is still open Christmas. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still have christmas watch movies the day after and that whole weekend friday saturday sunday to watch movies so and yeah, half, I, get... I only work half a day wednesday also so nice okay so you're gonna definitely see poor things if i make yeah. it to the oh, theater yeah. if i make it to the theater twice i'm seeing the iron claw and poor things i'm yeah i'm definitely interested in iron claw as well yeah all right well well obviously we'll do poor things for sure but um just keep an eye on letterboxd and uh I'll try to watch something if uh, you do and vice versa. All right. All right. Well, Merry Christmas to all. Jesus loves you and he's watching out for you. (laughs) And yeah, happy holidays, of course, to anybody who doesn't celebrate Christmas. Um, All right. That wraps up. If you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast.com. Uh, check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Suds and Cinema Podcast, I think. <laughs> I need to learn that URL. But uh, yeah, our Christmas episode will be up uh, before Christmas, so check it out. Uh, I'm on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those. That's JSAL517. That's JSAL517. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>